Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. You may have heard the term the illusion when it comes to our physical reality, but what does that actually mean? Because it definitely seems like reality is pretty solid. And more importantly, if this is really an illusion, is it possible to change how we experience it? In this episode, we discuss what the illusion is, how it's created, its real purpose, and how you can alter what the illusion looks like for you. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. Today, in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing what's really behind the curtain. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the illusion, which is kind of exciting because you're going to talk about Keanu Reeves and the Matrix, right? <laughs> no? <laughs> the Truman Show? <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting about the Matrix that I really enjoy is that a lot of it was actually very accurate. So, but what's not accurate about it in the sense of, from a spirit perspective anyway, it's um, that the experience of the awakening. So in the movie, especially the first one anyway, when Neo wakes up from the Matrix, right? He takes the whatever pill color he takes that makes it wakes him up. Mm -hmm. He w wakes up into a very dark reality, right? Where the humans are being exterminated by the machines and there's a very, you know, they don't eat very well and all that sort of stuff. Yes, yeah. that's the world he wakes up to. It's not a very pleasurable world, but that's, that's the stage from the movie. Yeah. So um, it's actually the opposite when we, when we awake from the illusion. So from my perspective, on a spiritual level, when you start to awake from the illusion, meaning you uh, take your version of the blue pill or the red pill or whatever it is, yeah. what to me that means is that your frequency resonance is high enough that you realize that there is even an illusion and that the illusion is actually there to serve you. It's not meant to punish you and squish you and make you feel irritated. It's actually this incredibly complex, precise um, thing in which we interface in order to learn and grow. So when you wake up from the illusion, you actually start to have a more empowered state and you realize that the illusion is malleable and that you can co-create at a whole different level. So the illusion starts to shift and so too does your experience. Okay, hold the bus. Okay. Hold the bus. <laughs> so you're basically telling me that the illusion never ever, we, it's always there? Yeah, it's always there. Oh, wait, no. So when you awaken <laughs> and you raise your frequency, the illusion's still there? Yeah, I know. I know. So it's for most people, that sounds really terrible because we think of the illusion as, and I'll go into what makes, creates it. But the reason people, I'm just going to back up even more, the reason people don't like the illusion and the reason that a lot of people start their spiritual journeys is because they're trying to escape the illusion. Yeah. They think that once they awaken, the illusion will melt away uh -huh. and, you know, unicorns will fly by and there will be rainbows and soft, fluffy clouds and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, chocolate no rivers. Chocolate rivers. And Oompa <laughs> everywhere. Yes. Exactly. But no. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the reason we struggle so much with the illusion is 
because we struggle so much with the illusion. We believe that it's real. And so therefore we resist it. We're frustrated by it. We think it's like beating us up a little bit mm -hmm. or a lot, depending on how much you're suffering within it. Yep. And as a result, we stay mired in our small S self and we can't get out of it. So we think that if we awaken, then all of a sudden all this terrible, horrible stuff that we have to deal with will go away. Yeah. That's not actually what happens. What happens is you shift, meaning that your resonance gets high enough. You're like, whoa, this illusion's amazing. It was created by me for me in order to learn and grow and expand. And I actually can, to a large degree, have it shift around me. So my experience of it will be totally different. So that's what I mean by when you awaken, it changes the game in terms of how you interact within the illusion and how much power it has over you. All that stuff changes. And even as we move into this new consciousness, when your frequency resonance rises, it's not like you drop the illusion. Illusion's still there, but who you are in terms of your resonance is totally different. So that means that the way you interface with the illusion is totally different and it's more pleasurable. Okay, so what I'm hearing is the illusion actually serves us. Yes. So it's kind of like the symbiotic relationship. Yeah. The illusion helps us to understand our frequency resonance and yeah. be able to elevate it. Yeah. Okay, so... And if we want to change the experience of the illusion, mm -hmm. we then still have to come back and do the work and <laughs> raise yes. our frequency resonance. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So, if we're all experiencing the illusion, yeah. I, you can see where I'm going with this, right? Am I seeing the exact same illusion that you're seeing. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing though, since everybody's not at the same frequency, or are we all at the same frequency level? Mm -hmm. So the illusion's gonna be different for everybody? Yeah. So I'll just start to explain how the illusion's created, and I think it will answer your question. Yeah, please. So we all, so to bottom line my answer, just in case people like bottom lines, mm -hmm. so that your experience, not you, Fiona, but mm -hmm. a person's experience of the illusion is their experience based on the frequency resonance that they are at. Okay. The lower your frequency resonance, likely the lower and crappier your experience of the illusion will be. Okay. And the higher your frequency resonance, the more the illusion works with you. That's when you start to have synchronicity and flow and ease and more magic and all that sort of stuff starts to happen because instead of like fighting against life and against the illusion, the illusion starts to work with you. It aligns. Hmm. So, but your perception of the illusion and my perception of the illusion is different because we have different filters. The way we see it is different. The way we perceive it is through different filters or different distortion patterns, however you want to say it. So as we clear the distortion patterns, then our illusion or experience of it becomes brighter. Yes, clearer, uh, more clarified. Clearer. Okay. And actually, to your point, it becomes more consistent in a way. So your experience of the illusion is different than mine because mm -hmm. your distortion patterns are different from mine. Yeah. Right? That's why what triggers you doesn't trigger me and what triggers me does not trigger you. Ah, that's a great word. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's how we know we have different distortion patterns. Yeah. And as we clarify, my experience is um, from just different friends and so on, our experience of the illusion starts to overlap more, meaning oh. it's more consistent. We start to perceive it more similarly. Mm -hmm. We have similar experiences, maybe not exactly the same, but similar like experiences in terms of um, synchronicities or what we discover within the illusion or yeah. that sort of stuff starts to happen and become more common. 
even though the experience may be different, like, right, between the two of us, yeah. it's a similar theme. So um, in terms of how is illusion created? Yeah. Right? And how do we have this commonality? Okay. Yeah, because, you know, from where I'm sitting, mm. we can see the chair. We can both see the chair. Totally. So it's the same illusion right there. Mm. I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. Let me explain how the illusion works. Okay. That would be really helpful. <laughs> and then I'll like, so you'll understand how it works. Okay. So this is a little technical, right? And so, um, and it's based on my understanding at the consciousness level that I'm at currently. Okay. okay. So it may change, right? So it's not static. Yeah. As my own frequency resonance rises, what I'm able to access and understand consciously changes and rises. Okay. So anyway, I just want to preface that. Um, so even if this doesn't make sense to you, if you're listening to this, just be in the resonance of my words. You don't have to like think about it. Just be in, in what I'm saying. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to back way up. All right. All right. So here we go. We have pure source. Okay. Or source or the divine or the oneness or whatever you want to call or God, whatever you want to call it, that very high frequency of consciousness or high frequency consciousness from which everything derives and from to which everything returns, okay? Mm -hmm. So that consciousness is not human whatsoever, and it knows that it is infinite and that it's creating everything, okay? It's very aware. It can create whatever it wants, whenever it wants, however much it wants. So in order to have more variety of experience, it creates individuation, okay? Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? It means it creates something, an aspect of itself that's a little bit more separate. Okay, so it drops in vibrational ah, level. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that aspect that is now individuated and now a lower vibrational level is aware that it's separate from the one, but yet still a part of the one. But it's separate, right? It can look over its shoulder and be like, oh, there's the one and here I am. But yet we're still very intrinsically connected. It's like my hand, mm. you know, it's like still intrinsically connected to my body, but it's separate yet from this hand. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in any case, that individuated consciousness is also very high in resonance. It's not human at all. So I just want to make sure people understand this. It's not human. It doesn't have feelings. It doesn't have thought. It doesn't have expectation. It doesn't have obligation. It doesn't have any of that. It is neutral. That individuated consciousness, again, is aware that it's part of the one and that it too is infinite and it can create whatever it wants. Right. Okay? It's so still part of the one that it remembers that. Right. So it chooses to have an embodied experience. And now you might think to yourself, well, my embodied experience kind of sucks. Why would I do that? Uh -huh. You know, at that very high rate. Especially, yeah. Yeah, especially if you're suffering. Mm -hmm. You're like, this sucks. I don't know why I would create that. Mm -hmm. The reason you chose that, even though your experience may be one of suffering, is because at that very high level, to experience the limitation of form and the intensity of form, okay? So just to back up out of this, you know, the scientists have been talking about how 99.9999999999, whatever, infinitely, of everything is quote-unquote nothing. Mm -hmm. It's not form. Mm -hmm. And the point zero, 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 whatever, one, is form. So the, the fact that you get to experience form is really kind of cool. Yeah. And when we're in form, things are so intense. We yeah. have all these emotions. We have these thoughts. We believe they're real. We have our bodies. We have pain. Mm -hmm. We think we're going to die, you know, we're, and then that's it. You know, like we're finite. We're yeah. all going to die, obviously. But yeah. we think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
all of that seemingly often like kind of messy humanness is something that you as consciousness want to experience because it's kind of amazing. I mean, just think if you're infinite consciousness, I mean, and you realize that you're part of the one, it's not that challenging in a way, right? But when you have this experience, when you're in form and experience all this intensity and you experience all this limitation, it's very different from when you're this infinite being. So you get to learn a lot. What are you going to ask? I'm just listening to that and I'm thinking that has to be the big S self that has that overview because the little S self is saying, no, I'm in pain. Yes. Like, this is real. This is real and this it sucks. This is real and it sucks and it's being done to me. Yes, you know? exactly. So our little S self, as you just mentioned, is our ego mind. Mm. And that is the very human part of us that is centered only in your mind where you think your thoughts and emotions are real and that they define you. They don't. You are a much greater thing than just your thoughts and emotions. They are there as an extension of or as a reflection of the distortions that you run. I was just going to say that. So you're really creating the distortion so that you have the opportunity to raise your frequency, frequency resonance. resonance. It keeps coming back to the same, same thing, thing, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, because really this journey. So I'm going to back up again. Why? Why do you want to like keep raising your frequency resonance and why is it so freaking hard and or seem that way and is yeah. it really that simple? It is that simple. Why do you want to do this? Because when you transcend the limitation of form, when you transcend the forgetting, that is a massive acceleration because here you are, you've got all the thickness of the illusion, you've got all your filters, you think all of it's real, but when you finally transcend it, the amount of acceleration that you have, not only on this level of you, but on that individuated consciousness that's you is tremendous, okay? Because you're simply an aspect of that individuated consciousness. And we'll go into that more in a different, that's a whole other kettle of fish. Yeah. But there's not just you here. Yeah. You're an aspect of that consciousness that is resonating at that very, very high rate. I know it's hard to wrap our minds around because like, you know, of course our frame, framework or the anchor point for how we view the world is through our minds. Yeah. But truly, at that level of consciousness, we're simply an aspect of it that is here to grow and learn, which not only helps us in this aspect, but also at that higher level aspect. Okay, and so kind of relating, I'm, you know, because it's a higher level, it's still the higher level in form. Yeah. And we need to understand that that's what we're wakening up to understand. Yeah. Okay, so what happens if you have this kind of break in the awakening process where there's a certain amount of people awakened to this realization mm -hmm. that it's all frequency, that we have this illusion that we use as a tool mm -hmm. to help us to remember to raise our frequency resonance. And then you have people that don't even know this, don't even know it's frequency. They are so mired in the illusion, illusion yeah. that, that that's all there is. Yes. Like you say, they're going to die. What happens then? What do you mean? So what happens to us that we want to awaken and we're using this illusion? Do we get held back a little bit or do we just keep going? And You just keep going. So the thing is, when you start to move up in your frequency resonance, you realize the infiniteness that you are. Right. And you also realize that you're one with everything. So those people who choose not to wake up, yeah, that's okay. That's a choice that they're making. 
And that's all right. It's like an aspect. We all have aspects of ourselves that are kind of like hiding and want to be asleep. Yeah. Right? So they just represent that kind of. And so, but you, as you start to rise in your frequency resonance, we get to start to do these things which seem like magic to us now. Yeah. Like even 10 years ago, if we were to look at what we can do now in terms of consciousness, we would think that it seemed like magic to us. But yeah. we, it's becoming our normal. Yeah. So just in terms of like what people are able to experience, the limitlessness they get to experience, the amount of magic they experience in their particular day, how they are in terms of synchronicity and flow, you know, things like this, how much abundance they get to experience without even really exactly intending it. It just shows up for them a few years ago wouldn't have been so possible because we are all rising. Mm, that's, I think that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. If we're all different. rising. So yeah. in my mind, I'm trying to imagine it. So I'm, is the frequency bandwidth just getting wider? Yes. Uh, or as we rise, do we bring them up yeah. with us because we're all one? Yes, we know? do bring them up with us because we're all one. They may take few million like thousands of years longer <laughs> <laughs> they may take longer okay is what i'm just saying i don't know what it depends on the person yeah but they will rise eventually too okay right. so i know people are concerned about their yes. their families and their exactly. partners and their children and their parents and their you know favorite auntie or their favorite friend or whatever it is so here's the thing even if they don't choose to awaken in this lifetime I know it's painful for us as humans because we want the people we love to come with us. We want the best for them. That's yeah. typically how we are as humans, yeah? Yeah. So we're concerned about them. We try to like get them to like hurry on up so that they can also awaken. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, because you are, when they choose to do it, it will be easier and faster because they've been in the field of somebody who is doing it. Right. So as you rise, they will rise too. Now, it's on their own time. So I said, like I said, it may not be in this lifetime. It may yeah. not be for some people, and that's okay they will just wake up at some point, whenever that is. Yeah, okay. Okay, and whenever incarnation that is. Okay. And so um, I think the other thing that I wanted to mention is in terms of the illusion being formed. So why do we both see the chair? Coming back to your original question. Yeah. Okay. So here we are as these very uh, high-level beings of individual consciousness. Yes? Mm -hmm. And we're not even being, we're just consciousness at this point. We're not even like beings as such. We're just consciousness. Yeah. And we choose to drop our frequency resonance to have an embodied experience. Mm -hmm. So you have density here in form because the slower the vibration, the more dense things become. Yep. Just like water, right? So when water is vibrating at a higher rate of vibration, it's steam. When it's vibrating much, much, much lower, it's ice. ice. So in the same way, we're doing that, but on like a huge scale. Yeah. Okay? So here you are as consciousness and you're dropping an aspect of your, the consciousness that's you into a lower, denser frequency resonance to experience embodiment. Mm -hmm. In order to do that, you need to uh, basically agree to a couple things. Okay, there are not that many things that we agree to, but we have to in order to experience form. Like in order to play in the game yeah. of embodiment, there's a couple rules that you have to agree to. It's kind of like playing Scrabble or Monopoly or whatever. It's like in order for the game to be played communally, we all have to agree to certain things. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that you agree to and that you are absolutely clear on when you come in is that there is the veil of forgetting. So you drop through in frequency resonance through this thing that I call the veil of forgetting, and many others call it a similar thing, yeah. which is where you forget that you are part of the one, mm -hmm. that you forget that you are indestructible, infinite indestructible consciousness. You absolutely 100% forget. Yeah. For some people, 
when they do that, it's very, very painful for them. So some of the things that I do when I work on people is to release the trauma of that, okay? Okay. because they weren't prepared. It's very, very, it's very traumatic for some people because it, to go from knowing that you're infinite, in like integ- integrally connected to the one to forgetting is it can be very hard and very, very, very sad. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. In any case, you agree to this because you are meant to experience form where you don't remember. And part of what your journey is, is to ascend, to raise your frequency resonance so that you do remember again that you are infinite, indestructible consciousness. Mm -hmm. That's the first one. Yeah. And the second one is you agree to linear time. So linear time. Yes, linear time. Now, Mm -hmm. we've talked about linear time, you and I, Mm -hmm. quite a bit. If you don't know what that is, I do recommend watching episode 80, What is Time? So you understand what linear time is. But linear time, just in a short little nutshell, okay, is our human version of time. So on spirit level, everything, 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 everything happens in the eternal now. Yep. And our brains pretty much want to explode when we think about that. Right? We can't even conceive of what that means. Like we can, I can barely remember, I don't know, like if there's too much input, I can't track it all, you know, with my brain. Yep. But as consciousness, you can because you're consciousness. So what you can process, be aware of, perceive is much greater than here in your little human mind, which is amazing, but limited. So time compresses and we create something called linear time so that our minds or our brains can understand time. It's like, like more parsed out for us. Yeah. We can take it in better, so to speak. Okay. So when you enter into linear time, there's actually two coordinates upon which your consciousness projects itself. Okay, it's like a like a thing that it projects itself through. Okay. okay. And that is space and time or what I call the zero point. Now, if you don't know what the zero point is, again, huge discussion. Mm-hmm. Please watch episode 151. The zero point, the foundation of reality. That's like a 35-minute like thingy just on the zero point. It's a little technical, but I think it's helpful for people. So, when your consciousness drops into this coordinate of space and time, it that's how it perceives the reality. It drops in. And so as a result, because we all have like a set point of zero, we all have a common illusion. Okay, okay. so just stop the bus there a okay. minute again. Yeah. So <laughs> we all have the same point, zero point of space and time. We all have agreed that that little point there is where we all project our consciousness through. So if so we want the- to have, yes, a common, common illusion. So uh-huh. well, here we are in our separateness, right? Yeah. Here we are running around, we're separate beings. And in order for us to overlap, yeah, right. You and I see the same flowers. Yes. You and I are in this room. Seeing this lovely this chair. chair. Mm-hmm. There's a painting here. We agree on what we're wearing. Yeah. All that is because we agree on the zero point of space and time. So at the zero, it's kind of like you know the spies in the movies. Yeah. Where they like synchronize their watches, like okay, synchronize their watches, like a click. Right. right? So we all are at that same zero. point. Okay, I'm getting it. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. A lot of trouble that people have or challenges they have is if they're not in the zero, they are having a very different experience of a very different reality because they're not synced up with everyone else. Okay, hang on. Did you discuss that in that episode? Yes. Because I'm thinking, how do you not, how how did they miss it? Yeah. So um, when they come through and hit linear time, sometimes people are not set in that zero point. They wobble off of it for different reasons. Or they can't hold that zero point and they get pulled into different space-time resonances. 
So what does that mean? Wow. So when people, you know, have experiences of different realities, so sometimes it's very dark, I and mean, we call them mental illnesses yeah. in our in our common experience. Yes. Right, like schizophrenia, or um, you know what I mean. People perceive different things. So, for example, um, I'll just give you an example of what this might look like. So if you're getting pulled into different space-time resonances, mm -hmm. okay, so different like vibrational levels or different coordinates of space and time, mm -hmm. those things set what reality you experience. Yeah. So it may be that in one space-time resonance, okay, I'm in, uh, I don't know, somewhere in Illinois, mm -hmm. and it's a clear, beautiful day and nothing happens, mm -hmm. okay? It's a beautiful summer day, everything goes smoothly, it's grand. Mm -hmm. If you're all of a sudden in a different space-time resonance, on that day, in that same place, there's a massive riot. Mm -hmm. In another space-time resonance, mm -hmm. different reality, mm -hmm. your home is invaded. Or in a different space-time resonance, um, you have a friend who does something really terrible to you. But if you're pinging around between all these different realities, you don't know which one's the one you should be in, and you can't track what actually happened and who the people are and how they are in response to you. Okay, so I'm coming in, I'm projecting my consciousness. We've all agreed that that's the place where we can all experience the illusion. Mm -hmm. But you were saying that maybe I misfired. Yes. And missed, and I projected myself into a different. Yep. Zero point in space and time. Yes. So there's not just one. Well, there's one that we all collectively agree to. Agree to. But that's why we have these people that look like anomalies because yes. they did miss the, yes. the one that we all agreed to. Yes, and they do it a lot. Mm. So meaning they don't stay in that one that we all agree to. They have different experiences of different realities, some of which are dark, because they're not holding themselves in that agreed upon zero. Right. So they could have initially have come in, Yes. but something's happened. Yeah. Drugs. Alcohol, drugs, alcohol. They um, have. Uh, they don't. They're not internally strong enough. Oh. They're not centered in their body very well, so they get pulled out very easily. Uh -huh. um, they can be possessed by different things. They just don't render very well in the center of themselves, and so there's. You know, they have past lives where they've had issues with this. There's a whole bunch of different reasons that can cause that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So all those things that we, as a culture, label as like mental illness a lot of times, not mm. always, yeah, yeah. but often, mm -hmm. that is because of an issue with regards to not being in the zero point of space and time. Ooh. The common one. I'm talking about the commonly held one. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to keep coming back to the illusion because that could end up another discussion. discussion. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, so we come through this zero point of space and time and we can stabilize ourselves in this zero mm -hmm. point of space and time. We create this agreed yep. uh, illusion yes. as a collective. Yep. And then we break free of the collect. No, the illusion's still there. Yes. We just experience it in a different way. Correct. Goy. Because we realize that it's a projection of our consciousness. And you're like, wait a minute, it's a projection of my consciousness. But if I'm consciousness, can I change what I project? Yes. Uh. Let's you just see? stop it there. <laughs> that's a lot to think about. Right. So that's what my point is with regards to raising your frequency resonance. Because the answer is yes. You can raise your consciousness to the point that you realize, wait a minute, I am consciousness. I'm creating all this. Holy mackerel. So it's kind of like, here you are. 
projecting yourself, your consciousness projecting through this coordinate of space and time. Mm -hmm. You're having this experience of the illusion. As you have the experience of the illusion, you're actually seeing the illusion through your own set of filters or distortions that we talked about, the triggers. Yeah. Okay? So we have all these different distortion patterns that we view the illusion from. Like you asked, is our experience the same? Yours and mine, is mm -hmm. it the same? Yeah. And I said, no, especially at the beginning because all these patterns, right? Yeah. Like if anybody has heard me talk about the ball of duct tape, right? Yeah. You are the sphere of pure source energy vibrating at your own unique rate. And then as you embody these, what look like layers and layers and layers of duct tape, form around you, and that's what I call distortion patterns. Yeah. When you're looking at the illusion, okay, if you're like, it's kind of like you're, uh, like, the, the brilliance of the light of you is like being refracted through a muddied sense of filters, right? Yeah. So you are being, like, you're trying to perceive, but you've got all these things in front. Yeah. So that means that our perception of the illusion is different as well. So there's an illusion, mm -hmm. and there's our perception of the illusion because of this distortion that we have. So here you are creating this illusion, you're seeing it through the filters that you have and or the distortion that you have. Okay, so I'm using distortion and filters as the same word, yep. okay, synonymously. Mm -hmm. So you're like, okay, well, I'm perceiving the reality through these filters. It kind of sucks. So that reinforces to you that that's real, mm -hmm. that what you're perceiving is real. Yep. And so you keep creating, or you're like, the feedback loop to you is like, Oh, that sucks. It's real. So I'm just going to create more of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like like this loop, more and more and more. It's the same thing over and over and over and again, and you can't break free. Mm -hmm. So when you raise your frequency resonance, you break free of that cycle. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I believe you've done another episode on creation manifestation where we talk about creating the illusion consciously that mm -hmm. we're consciously aware of and creating an illusion that's a subconscious or unconscious, unconscious. Uh, level. So... That, that would be an interesting episode to listen to because it's kind of related to what we say when yes. we're talking about the illusion. Yes. So watch okay. that if you haven't. Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure there's people there saying, I did not create this yes. you know, reality. There's no way I created my child Children. having cancer. You For know. Or, yeah, getting killed in some horrible uh, yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, yeah. yeah, that episode would be really important to listen to as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, okay so... It really just comes back to the fact that illusion is still there. Yep. If we wake up or not, mm -hmm. our experience of it becomes different as mm -hmm. we waken up and raise our frequency resonance. Yep. And the way to do that is to remove these distortion patterns, filters. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think I've got it. All right. And then what happens is because you're doing that, you're clarifying, clarifying, clarifying your own brilliance, your own um, divinity within. And that's why the, the experience becomes more communal. It's more shared because we're returning to the one, right? That experience of oneness, right? That is, if we remember that we're one, it's not an intellectual understanding. Yes. It becomes an experience of that. Okay, so how I'm feeling right now when I'm feeling all this and I'm processing everything you're saying, I'm imagining this, um, I'll just call it higher level consciousness, is squeezing through the zero point space yes, true. and time. That's right? exactly right, yeah. And, and what happens is, as I, as I become clearer and more aware that that's what's happening, more of that consciousness can squeeze through the zero point in space and time to experience the illusion at a, a greater, more expansive level. Yeah. That's how I feel yeah. now, right now. Yeah. It's like, it's squeezing through and pushing it a little bit so more of it can come through. True. yes. And see that this illusion is actually a gift. Yeah, it's totally a gift. Mm. And the gift is really for you to... Honestly, it's just to raise your frequency resonance to remember the very fundamental thing 
about you being infinite indestructible consciousness, you as creator. We have this whole episode that you and I did on sovereignty. Yeah. So watch that if you haven't watched that. But all what's interrelated, you know, we'd have these little discussions as if they're all separate. They're yeah. not. They're yeah. all interrelated. Yeah, so, totally. So I would say that if you're like, hmm, I don't really get how those, all those things link in. If you watch these little episodes, you'll, or not little episodes, but these episodes, you'll, they'll, they'll reflect little pieces of the same puzzle. Mm. Yeah, and they'll be a more complete picture. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for what's really behind the curtain. Okay, so the intention of this particular group frequency calibration is to start to release some of these disempowerment and uh, victim patterns, which can keep us feeling like we're victim to life and that life isn't really there to help us to grow. It actually is happening to us. So this is a introductory GFC. Okay. So um, if you wanted to explore what it is to actually really master life and to feel like you are not only having mastery within the illusion, but over it, uh, then that would be the relationship with the one 2.0. And this is a wonderful place to start. So settling in, becoming aware of your body, and as you become aware of your body, noticing the weightedness of your body as you settle into whatever is supporting you. Noticing where your body is relaxed and can sink further into whatever is supporting you and what parts of your body are still holding tension. Good. 
And now becoming aware, please, of the inside of your wrists. Noticing the curve, the bumpiness of the texture of the skin. Good. And then becoming aware of your breath. Just noticing your breath as it is right now in this moment. Noticing if you have the impulse to try and change it, or if you can just notice it as it is right now. And after a couple of breaths of noticing your breath, Allowing your breath to deepen, to take up more room in your body. And as your breath slows down, beginning to imagine your breath expanding and contracting around you like a balloon in all directions. And now please become aware of your surroundings. And as you become aware of your surroundings, noticing the soundscape around you. And as you become more aware of the soundscape, noticing the sounds that are closer to you, that are more regular, that you don't even hear anymore. like the whir of a fan or the hum of a fridge. And then noticing the direction from which the sound is coming. So, for example, you may notice the whirring of a computer fan close to you and to your right front. And a little further away, a dog barking somewhere to your left over your shoulder. Just noticing 
of the relative distance and direction from which the sound is coming. Good. And now, blinking your eyes open, noticing the quality of the light. You're not noticing anything particular in terms of objects. You're just noticing the quality of the light, which changes all the time. And after a couple of seconds of noticing the quality of the light, please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulation simply means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. And as you become aware of these three inanimate objects, what they are is not important. Noticing the distance between each object and you, and then feeling the distance between each object and you. So for example, if object A is the armchair, you'd notice that the armchair is about seven feet to you, and then you'd feel that distance. And you do the same thing for objects B and C. And as you do this, you'll notice that your sense of where you are in space will become more clear, more focused, and more present for you. Good. And whenever you have finished triangulating, bringing your attention to your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So bring your attention to the space between your belly button and the base of your sternum and finding the center point of that space, wherever that is for you. And with your attention here, blinking your eyes closed, we'll take a big breath together. Inhale it, holding your breath in for a count of five. And after you finish that five count, releasing the air out of your lungs at the speed and intensity you prefer, holding your breath out for a count of six.
Whenever you've finished that one long, single deep breath, breathing normally. Keeping your attention on the center of that solar plexus, we're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. And whilst we wait for that to happen, please know that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level. That I sometimes work in silence, and that's usually when the frequencies that we're working with are very high and the mastermind is moving fast enough that can access those higher level frequencies. I also make sound, so you may hear me yawn, hum, or exhale sharply. And that's just how I release some of the heavier, stickier distortion patterns. Not always, but often. And if I say something that really resonates with you, it's likely yours. If I say something that you really resist, it's also likely a distortion pattern that you run. So I invite you to remain open, curious, and to examine further. So now that the mastermind has become coherent, bringing your attention to the entire solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum, let's go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this surprisingly vast space, imagining, becoming aware of, sensing, feeling, a brilliance at its very core that starts to get brighter because you have your attention on it. And as it continues to brighten, it naturally expands outwards in all directions, through all your cells, through your organs, out through your bones, through your muscles, your flesh, and out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you.
becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. And then becoming aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance or vibrational level up. How high your vibrational level or frequency resonance is dictates everything. From how you feel, how you perceive life, what your life looks like, how quickly you can transform and change. Everything is determined by how high your frequency resonance is. So this is one of the most important things we do together. Becoming aware now, please, of that solar plexus. In addition to either side of your neck, or rather both sides of your neck. So as you become aware of these three spaces, you can put a hand or a finger on one or two of these spots to help you with focus. And just keep your attention on the third spot. And what we are releasing is that life is more powerful than you. Okay? Meaning you don't have any say in it. Okay? So implicit in this is a disempowerment pattern. And for a smaller subgroup, there's a victim pattern. Okay. And for another small subgroup, it's there's a bullying pattern, meaning that life beats you up. So wherever you are in these subgroups, releasing the distortion, some of you are in more than one, And there's another small subgroup here where it's like, you'll start to do well. Okay. Things will start to change. You'll feel really good. And then something comes out of nowhere and it stalls your progress, which deepens the frustration and the lack of empowerment. So, like I said, 
irrespective of what group you're in, or if you're in multiples, releasing these distortions. And as I help you to release these distortion patterns, keeping your attention on these three parts of the body, both sides of the neck and the solar plexus, and imagining this brilliance from deep within that starts to expand outwards through your core in all directions. Good. Yep. And now bringing your attention, please, to the tops of your shoulders and along the back of your neck, all the way till about your heart space along your spine. Okay, this is the heaviness of the burden of life. All right, so for some of you, this is a lineage pattern. For some of you, this is a personal pattern. For some of you, it's also a religious pattern. And for some of you, it's all three. So we're releasing this heaviness of the burden of life. Because if you feel this, okay, you just get stuck in it, and then there's no getting out. So releasing this. Yeah. Starting to soften into this space. Allowing yourself to dissolve or drop into this space. Good. Bringing your attention now to that xiphoid process right at the base of the sternum. So if you trace your sternum from the hollow of your throat all the way down to the bottom, where it goes from bone to flesh and it's a little tender when you press on it, that is your xiphoid process. So from the xiphoid process down in a straight line vertical towards the belly button by about three inches or seven centimeters, clearing out your pain body, 
because your pain body has a memory of you before uh, the frequency work was done, which makes it harder to integrate because you keep bumping up against the memory of who you were. Just takes a couple of seconds to clear. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.